The Playful Psychologist podcast is hosted by me, Emily Hanlon, a clinical psychologist who primarily works with children and adolescents. This podcast has been designed to offer support to new psychologists who may feel as though they are drowning in uncertainty. It has also been designed to inform and educate parents and teachers on all things child development. Along with some special guests, I explore different aspects of child development, including developmental disorders and emotional regulation, while also advocating for those who may be falling through the cracks in our current system. Hey guys, and welcome to this week's episode of the Playful Psychologist podcast. Today, I wanted to chat about sleep and sleep hygiene, because I think it's something that we all know is pretty important, but maybe we need a little bit of a friendly reminder on the topic. I know when I don't get enough sleep, I am grumpy, irritable, more emotional, prone to anxiety and that sort of thing. So that's why I wanted to share this with you guys today. And I know that I personally will be the first person to put my hand up and say I don't necessarily have the best sleep hygiene in that I'll watch TV in bed and that sort of thing. So I definitely don't practice what I preach, but I do think it's important to chat about sleep hygiene so that everyone has the opportunity to engage in good sleep hygiene if they so please. So. Sleep hygiene refers to healthy sleep habits. Good sleep hygiene is pretty important because of how crucial getting good sleep is for our mental and physical health, as well as our overall like quality of life and ability to regulate our emotions. So the things we do during the day and not necessarily just before we go to sleep can affect how well we sleep. Um, our food choices, our drink choices, um, how busy we are, our, like you know, our work schedules, our evening routine, and all those other activities, how active we were during the day and so on all play a really big part in our ability to sleep so some of the things that we can do to help ourselves um, I want to go through like 10 things that we can do I guess to help ourselves without to, to maintain good sleep hygiene so firstly it's really important to keep a really good consistent sleep schedule try and go to sleep and wake up at about the same time every day even on weekends because that reinforces our body's sleep cycle or our internal clock um, which can make it easier for us to fall asleep and wake up every day um I guess that's why, you know, kids, when we want them to get back into the routine for school, we start their sleep routine a week before they go back to school so that they're in that pattern of, of falling asleep and waking up at the same time every day. So I think that's important. But it's also important to make sure you pick that bedtime that allows you for at least seven to eight hours of um, sleep each night. You may also want to create a really relaxing bedtime routine and stick with it. So a relaxing bedtime routine will help us unwind so we're ready to sleep um, and keeping a, a consistent routine helps our body recognize that it's bedtime so when we start the routine our body starts to unwind so this may help us also fall asleep more quickly because our body has been unwinding and relaxing for longer before we actually get in bed so the best time to start that routine is about 30 to 60 minutes before we actually go to sleep your routine can include whatever makes you feel more relaxed um, obviously unless it involves a device that emits blue light we do not want that it's also important to avoid kind of things that are stressful or overstimulating like emotional conversations or working. But if you do need to do these things, take 20 minutes after you do them to, you know, journal or meditate or, um, you know, wash your face and, and give yourself a little bit of a facial massage. Anything that helps you with relaxation. 
Number three, turn off your electronic devices before you go to sleep. This one I struggle with a lot. So obviously electronic devices like your phone emit blue light, which can reduce melatonin levels. And melatonin is a chemical that controls our sleep and awake cycle. So when your melatonin levels dip, it can be really difficult to fall asleep. And devices that emit that blue light can distract us um, and kind of alert our brain. And then our body's melatonin levels kind of are dysregulated, I guess. And then you know it's really hard to fall asleep so you may not you may think like oh looking at my phone close to bedtime is is not a bad thing or you might even think oh okay if I put my phone down uh, before bedtime that's enough but keeping your phone near your bed can disrupt your sleep even if you're not aware of it so I actually wear Baxter blue glasses at night to help ease this I don't I think it's effective because I don't have as much difficulty falling asleep Um, but if I do look at my phone an hour before I go to bed I'm wearing blue light glasses Um, so yeah that's something that I try and do there but the one that I need to focus on the most I think is yeah devices or any sort of screen before bed. Uh, Number four, regular exercise. So as little as 30 minutes of exercise per day can improve our sleep quality, as well as obviously our overall mental and physical health. So if you can exercise outside, that's even better uh, because exposure to natural light helps regulate our sleep cycle because we get melatonin from the sun. But if you can't go outside, obviously it's not the be all and end all. Even regular indoor exercise can really help us sleep better. I guess it's just important to avoid exercising with within an hour or two of bedtime because that can increase our energy levels and our body temperature which make it a lot harder to fall asleep Um, I know for me on Thursday nights I play basketball and if I have a game anywhere from eight o'clock onwards I am wired till like midnight I just cannot fall asleep I'm just pumped and ready to party Um, so yeah definitely try not to do too much intensive exercise just before bed if you need to exercise before bed maybe try something like yoga number six make your sleep environment work for you so make sure that the temperature of the room um, is good make sure if you have a diffuser on or something like that that you really enjoy the scent make sure you've got your favorite pillow um, your sheets are the sheets that are comfortable for you and so on because if you're not um, in a sleep environment that you feel really comfortable in it's it's harder to fall asleep there's a reason they say sometimes it's harder to fall asleep on vacation and that's because you're not in control of your sleep environment this one's number eight sounds quite obvious but it's I guess not. Um, so go to only go to bed when you're tired. If you're not tired, don't lie in your bed and toss and turn. Instead, try and do a relaxing activity until you start to feel tired, like reading, um, and then head to bed. If you don't fall asleep within 20 minutes of going to bed, you may want to get up because not being able to fall asleep may cause you to become really frustrated, which can keep you awake even longer. That's not the case for everyone, but just something to be mindful of can happen. And then once you get out of bed, um, do something that helps you unwind, like reading a book on the couch until you're tired and then going back to bed and then number nine this one is never a problem for me because I've literally never taken a nap in my life but try and limit napping as an adult um, or avoid it if you can because it just takes away um, from us for some people it um, dysregulates our sleep cycles so for me if I'm unwell or whatever and I happen to fall asleep on the couch I cannot sleep at night whereas my husband can sleep for nine hours during the day and happily fall asleep at 8 p.m so I guess that kind of depends on you but if you are having trouble falling asleep that would be my first point of call limit your napping number 10 the final one 
Manage stress before going to bed. Thinking about things that you're worried about can help keep, can actually keep us awake at night. I know for me, when my brain is wired, um, I really struggle to fall asleep. And that's why I keep um, a blank journal next to my bed. Um, so to prevent helping your worries from keeping you getting, you know, staying awake, it can be a really good idea to write down your worries before going to bed. I have, like I said, I have a little blank um, notebook by my bed and whatever I'm feeling or if I'm having negative thoughts or anything like that, I just drop them down as they come. And then I feel like I'm taking whatever's in my mind and putting it on paper. And sometimes I feel like that's even enough to calm me down enough to go to sleep. Um, you know, if you have a to-do list or if that stresses you out, write down your to-do list, prioritize what needs to be done. I'm a big to-do list gal and that really, really helps me unwind knowing that I have a time and space for everything. And of course, there are things that you can try like a weighted blanket and so on. I've personally never tried one. I hate the idea of a weighted blanket because I don't like feeling constricted, but other people are the total opposite and absolutely love them. So just do what works for you. Um, so yeah, they would be my 10 tips. But before we wrap up, I did want to have a quick chat about melatonin. So melatonin is a natural hormone that is produced by um, a gland in our brain and it helps control our sleep cycle. The body produces melatonin just after it gets dark. It peaks in the early hours of the morning and reduces during daylight hours. So melatonin kind of acts on receptors in our body to encourage us to go to sleep. We get a lot of melatonin from sun exposure as well as some foods. So some people will take melatonin in a supplement form to help them sleep. I know I've definitely, I've got melatonin in, in our home and I always have it on hand. Um, and I might take it maybe once every... 10 to 14 days I'd say so maybe once every two weeks um, but some people you know take it more frequently than that where I think p people fall down is whether you produce melatonin naturally or take a supplement being exposed to that blue light at night can block melatonin production so it's really really important to get healthy sleep habits in place with or without a supplement because so many of my clients are like oh, I bought melatonin, it just doesn't work for me. And when we get back to their nightly routine, they're taking melatonin and then they're on their phones for another 30 minutes waiting for the melatonin to kick in. And that's not how it works. Blue light kind of counteracts the properties of that melatonin supplement or you're naturally forming melatonin. So I think, yeah, I just wanted to finish on that note. Um, I hope that was helpful. Like I said, I really, really struggle with sleep hygiene myself, especially when it comes to screen time before bed, but I'm working on it. Um, so yeah, let me know your thoughts. I'll chat to you guys later. See ya.